Welcome back to the Taiku Podcast. Ink is here. Hello, guys. We're here to talk about uh, two actual sports anime. We got uh, the recently finished Ping Pong Girls and the, also, the also recently finished Keijo. You're not pronouncing it right. Keijo? No. How do you pronounce it? Keijo! Okay. That's fair. I mean, it's got eight exclamation points, so... Japan has a problem with exclamation points. Is it a problem or proficiency? Can it be both? Yes. <laughs> Alright, um... Let's talk about Ping Pong Girls first, and then we'll take a break, and then cover Keijo in the second half. Uh, so, Ping Pong Girls is... Uh, are they in junior high? I want to say yes, just because I hate the show, and <laughs> having that said in junior high would make me hate the show all the more. So yeah, we'll say it's in junior high. Okay, pretty sure it's in junior high. Um, it is revolving around this transfer student who has just come into this uh, fairly strong ping pong school, and uh, they basically just like play ping pong. All the time. Yeah, that's it. There's this character who likes to refer to everyone else by the type of panties that they wear. There's also one with huge mammaries. Yeah, and her name is Mune Mune-san. Literally translates to something like Booby Booby Senpai. Yep. Um, but this, uh, the show actually kind of fooled us both with the promising character development in the second episode, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, um... The current strongest person there uh, faced off against the transfer student, and she found out that uh, she has to, or she's having these uh, insecurity problems because she's always been the the best ping pong player there. Uh, but now there's suddenly someone who is challenging her throne, and she has to realize, and she goes eventually that um, it is not all about being the best; it is about striving to be better. But it, it, the show sets it up so wonderfully to begin mm-hmm. with, because there's just that one girl who's you know sitting on top of her on, on the top of her club. She's in the number one slot, and they have this nice little you know um, scoreboard, tally board, position board, whatever you want to call it. Um, and you know they have names or slots for the names where you slide them in and out depending on who won what match. But you know she's at the top; she's unbeatable. And all of a sudden, this new girl comes in, and she's just knocking... She knocks out, like, what, three-quarters of the club in one day? Yep. And you instantly see the dread on her face as the second episode starts, and, like, she works her way right up to underneath her, and you know what's going to happen in the third episode. But all during all during this, like Corey said, like, you, you get the backstory. Like, she was... Um, she's always been the best here, but then you get filled in on her life story where her parents expected her to be the best, the best at everything, mm-hmm. but she was only best at being mediocre. So she was, like, terribly mundane at everything else. And this was the only place she found herself. And suddenly she's being challenged. And I was like, oh, this is going to be a really good show because it's not going to do the standard sports formula. This is really surprising. And then what happens? And then it turns into the standard sports formula. <laughs> Because they make friends, and they go doki-doki together, and then, yeah. you know, ah, wasted fucking show. Yeah, it was really, really frustrating. Um, it was kind of just, like, fluff to watch after the those first couple episodes where, like, I'm still expecting this promise that it gave, but did not deliver on. And, you know, it. I mean, it's, it's for what it is, it's okay. Yeah. But, you know, ha- having had the promise of being able to deliver so much more made this such a worse show. Yeah. Uh, I would call this a very okay show. <laughs> yeah, I, I would even call it a, a dredge because there were just certain things that were so stupid in it. Like, okay, so these these girls are practicing for the regionals to qualify for the nationals, right? Or, right. Yeah. Uh, they're practicing for one thing so they can get to the better thing. Exactly. And, you know... They're practicing among each other and learning all their strengths and weaknesses and all that. Um, but when they get to this practice match for the nationals, um, they come against they come up against this really hard team. And of course, everyone has their own finishing moves and their own peculiarities. 
that you know are used to distinguish both player and uh, how they play. The problem is they're all one note, and you figure, okay, if this is a well-known team that has been doing this for you know figure at least what four years is the average middle school thing or two years. Yeah, three years, two years. Three years. If everyone's been doing it for that amount of time and have built up a reputation, people will already know what they're going up against. So, you know, you're not just going to have one thing, because that one thing is not going to be unbeatable. Yeah, um, you would expect a, uh, a further level of development from all these characters at this point in their careers. Because uh, some of them could be pretty one-note, some of them could uh, have reached their peak now, but some of them should also show some more potential. And one thing I did like that it did with at least one of the characters was the uh, the senpai who could not have a shirt hanging off both of her shoulders at the same time. Yeah. Um, it was She actually had an old injury that played in nicely and uh, kind of made her, uh, her classmate... Uh, I don't know what they call the classmates of the same year, um, but her her friend um, and uh, perpetual ping pong partner um, worry about her during matches to the point where they were kind of throwing off their own game because she was worrying too much, mm-hmm. and you know it was it was it was a nice little touch for that. Um, but I think that was the best thing about the gameplay during the series that I noticed. Yeah, there was concerning characters. Right. There wasn't a lot of strong matches that are uh, really character-focused. And actually, the one thing that I can remember is uh, one of the characters on the opposing team has this same kind of insecurity where they can't lose, otherwise they will be deemed useless, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But even that, like, I'm talking about this, and and then I'm thinking, wait, did this... Am I actually thinking of Keijo, where this happened... Where this also happened, and they get better? <laughs> or am I thinking of Ping Pong Girls, and they both did it? They both did it, but I think... And, and this is why part, most of the reason I hate Scorching Ping Pong Girls is because it's not Ping Pong. It's not Misaki Yuasa's Ping Pong. Right. Which was everything this wasn't. <laughs> yep. Including including those, those trademark, like, really hyped-up finishing moves... Because there there are those in ping pong, and some of them come across actually pretty fun, um, like the the uber curve. I forget what they call it, the the curve smasher or something like that. Yeah, something. I don't know. Yeah, I can't take anything of this show to memory. <laughs> wise man, I have two pages of notes I regret. <laughs> um, but there's this one point where you know they hit a ball with so much spin that it flies toward the camera like almost at a ninety degree angle and comes back to the table and I was like okay that was fun yep. that was fun uh, yeah that, there there really wasn't anything like you said memorable all the character designs are direct um, yeah they're just like kind of typical moe designs for this era yeah they look like Lucky Star grew up a little bit yeah it kind of does doesn't it but. Yeah, there, there's, there's, they did a nice thing by adding sweat to them. And there's so much sweat. <laughs> oh my god, is there sweat? Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, food was nice and tasteful. I would have like the the driblets running down the chin or falling to the mats. Here, you gotta imagine there's like some dude mopping in between matches. <laughs> yeah. Because the the girls' shoulders and of course their breasts are soaked in sweat, um, and. You know, they're during the the nationals. They're just pouring. Like, if you ever seen the movie Airplane, when he's trying to land the plane, <laughs> all, all just the Niagara Falls falling down his face. You know, that amount of sweat. Um, but it's it's just used. I mean, it's just used to show off their their curves at most of the points. Yeah, it's uh, horrible. I don't need that. No one needs that. No, and it's the same thing. Like they they have a. The, the onsen episode uh, where they're you know taking off for the day and they're at the springs and there's so much mist there's so much mist because one of the characters just blatantly stands up in the middle of, of the hot springs and is just delivering this tirade while standing up nude in front of the other girls for no reason at all he has to be like, dramatic and also 
Kind of sexy. <laughs> I was just thinking, man, sit down, enjoy your bath. And then the, like <laughs> she scolds another girl for not having her shoulders and head below water for like four minutes or something like that. I was like, you've only been in, you have only been ankles deep in that thing for two <laughs> two seconds. <laughs> that was horrible. Oh goodness. Um, there's so there's so little substance in this show. Like I'm, I, I struggle to find anything to talk about. Even there there were some good visuals. Um, they, they, I, I struggle with, I really want to know if they knew what they were doing or if they were just sort of playing to the LCD and lowest common dumb denominator. Oh. Um, uh, cause it seems self-deprecating at points, but at the same time, it still seems designed to sell to the wants and lowest desires. Um, cause there, there's like a ping pong fading into a shot of a moon um, certain ways they, they frame and uh, obscure the leaderboards. Um, the, even even the stupid uh, bobby pin in uh, the main girl's hair with that up arrow. Oh, yeah. Which, yeah. And uh, otherwise, you know, there's a lot of stupid puns floating around with rubbers and uh, paddling and, uh, yeah, just <laughs> everything your 12-year-old will giggle at. Yeah. Uh, which of course meant I was giggling a lot. Uh, <laughs> and you had so many screenshots. Oh, I so many screenshots. I had strung together like pictures of eight things, and I, that, that's part of the reason. It's like, okay, it can do stuff. Why isn't it doing it for the better good? Because that's not what it's around for. Yeah. But then, like, there were, there were also images of players during their defenses, because I remember there was this one player who didn't either didn't move from her spot or uh, her arms could reach like uh, a huge arc of coverage space. So her, her, she was thought of as a huge growing tree that was sort of impenetrable. And then all of a sudden when she became or her weakness was found, like the balls start shooting through the foliage, like cannonballs mm-hmm. and leaving cannonball shaped holes. And I was like, okay, that's, that's competent. And then they do the exact same thing for a girl who is a wall, and then the cannonballs go through, like, <laughs> and leave the same thing. I'm like, couldn't even bother to think of something different, could you? No. That's not the show's forte. Nah. I mean, I get it. Cannonballs, ping pong balls, but... They're very similar. You also drew butterfly wings on the back of a character sitting alone <laughs> in, a, in a locker room, and it was brilliant. Whereas ping pong girls has... A girl talking about underwear. Yeah. Yeah. And there, there was that. There was, there was an extended metaphor that they brought. I don't, I don't know when they stopped using it. I, I stopped keeping track. Um, but since the main character, Agari, right? Akari. Agari. Akari. A G A I. A G A R I. I don't remember. I think. Purple-headed girl. I remember the, the names. <laughs> remember, it's not worth number. Uh, but the, when when she has these grand delusions of uh, well, delusions of grandeur about becoming number one, um, she always imagines herself to be an idol. And there was this awesome extended metaphor scene where she's standing up on stage as an idol with like this ping pong shaped uh, uh, microphone. And the audience is waving like ping pong type stuff, and it was all ping pong themed, and it blended nicely. Um, that that was just dropped when I guess it was dropped when she teamed up, so it's no longer a solo act. But it's sad that like they never had the two join up on stage, yeah. And then it never had them like all join up as a team on stage. It could have been carried through, but again, it they was just dropped. It. They should have just turned them into school idols. No. <laughs> that would have been a fate far worse than death. <laughs> but as a metaphor, it would have been okay. But yeah, most of, most of those characters are, are horribly one-note. They don't do anything other than what they're expressly designed to do, save a couple of the side characters, and that's just per episode as needed. Yeah. doesn't fit any, you know, lasting narrative. Yeah. It's just like they... Uh remembered some sort of traumatic or uh, struggle that they went through in the past and have not dealt with yet. 
and then they deal with it and win the match. And then it's never addressed. And then you have the... the and my, I don't know if you had the same problem with it as me, but the, the newcomer, uh, pink-haired girl, she, uh, she is all about playing the game just because she gets excited uh, facing new challenges. Doki it's Doki. Like, oh, she goes Doki Doki so much. <laughs> Every goddamn episode. Will you go Doki Doki? I'll make your heart go Doki Doki. Just gonna slap that little... <laughs> <sighs> I used to love, I used to love the onomatopoeia of Doki Doki, just yeah. for the, oh man, I don't want to ever hear it again. <laughs> it's totally ruined the Bodacious Space Pirates theme song for me, at least the extended edition. Oh. It's just in the middle of it, they go, Doki 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 Doki. Nope, nope, that just totally ruins it. You'll just have to listen to the instrumental version of it. <laughs> Uh, did you ever look up who the director was for those couple episodes where it just randomly flashed back to whatever was going on? Oh, oh, the uh, the you know, OP during the OP. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, I did not. Shit, did you? No, I'm not that vigilant or rememberingable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and say it copied that. Like it copied just about everything else from other shows yeah because it was used sporadically and it made no difference whatsoever yep and it's not like there's a bunch of stuff going on in ping pong girls as there is in Girara. exactly i mean you have a large cast but all the cast are like they share the same story yep. <laughs> so you're literally with all these people all the time they're playing so. ping pong they're trying to get better they're in the same match <sighs> Such high hopes. Uh, yeah, after the first episode, there wasn't very high hopes, but that second episode, like maybe, maybe no. So, what was your, uh, what was your, what would you say was the best moment for you in the show? Um, Is there a best moment in the show? Like second episode, when I thought there was promise, or the end of it when I didn't have to watch it anymore. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> there was, there was one shot. And I, I saw people, I saw people on Twitter and various other places saying, "Oh, the show has some really good animation." And I wondered if we were watching the same show, because what, what animation was good in it? I don't know because there were still pans with the sound of ping pong balls being battered back and forth, and I'm just thinking, there, there's no movement here <laughs> in a show about movement. <laughs> but in the very last episode, like right before the end, there's. A, a legitimate awesome moment where uh, pink hair and blue hair or pink hair and purple hair are bouncing uh, are having a, a practice match and they the camera is trained on the ball as it goes between players and that that perspective of back and forth is really awesome and I'm like why didn't you do that throughout the show <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ that would have made it so much more ins- infinitely more watchable it can't be that innovative Ah, but it could have been, because it did have it. Yeah, it could have been. Maybe that was a different director again. <laughs> could have been. Yeah. Uh, I did really like the uh, the first years saying, like, please practice with me. Please teach me your moves. I look up to you. You know, they're now nurturing the future generations of this ping pong club. Mm, that was a nice handoff. Yeah. I don't and usually, actually that... Sorry. No, I don't usually see that in, in sports anime, you know, it's just this character following his or her high school career and and then it ends when they're out of high school. I would love to okay. see a sports anime where it continues on with the same club and different characters. That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah, for season three, perhaps? Perhaps. They need to get out of high school first, though. And then Kihaya should teach the, teach the king team as their coach. Well, if geeking is a club, Genshikin did that. Yeah, I do remember that. I I really like that aspect of Gangsha Ken where it's like constantly changing perspectives of uh, the characters and what their motives are from like Gangsha Ken one to Gangsha Ken two. I, I on 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 the moment of the the handing off the please teach me senpai sort of things. Um, I did like that that episode, the last day of training camp, yeah. where everyone's supposed to be packed and ready to head home the next morning, but instead everyone like is sort of restless and can't sleep and returns to the uh, practice area like team by team sort of yeah. and then comes together for a new team and they all just sort of 
do impromptu doubles. I thought that was really nice. Yeah, it's a good way to end the show. I guess strong sparks of the show were the first couple episodes and then that last episode. Exactly. You can skip the entire thing because literally <laughs> nothing in between matters. Yeah, not really. I mean, it could have gone straight from that first episode or those first episodes to a training camp, and there's nothing of consequence. Are we already done talking about the scorching ping pong girls? I think so. I didn't think that would take that long, but I also thought it would take a little longer than this. Uh, any uh, any closing thoughts for ping pong girls? Inc? Skip it. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing to watch here. Go watch go watch Misaki Yuasa's ping pong. Yeah. The animation. It's also on Crunchyroll. It is. And it's gorgeous. Yep. And it's everything a story needs to be about sports. Because it's not about sports, it's all about drama. Yep. Uh, Alright, let's, uh, let's take a short oh, break. Wait. What? wait, wait, we actually had questions. Did we? About scorching about ping pong scorching girls. Ping-pong girls. Uh, and... uh, okay, I found it. Uh, the Ladybug Man asks... I couldn't make it through a full episode of Ping Pong Girls, but apparently some people really like it. Since I never really gave it a chance, am I the only one with bad taste, or are they? They are. They totally are. <laughs> they they are just want for Moe Sport Show, and they got it. Yep. And you know, if you're if you're looking for a Moe Sport Show, it is completely fine. This is your jam. Yeah. There's nothing uh, particularly offensive about it, but there's nothing particularly great about it. Spend your time on something else. And uh, C. Thelis wrote, uh, How will you ever doki doki ever again? I don't see the tweak at all. We were having a conversation. It uh, okay. might just... It must have been only you. But how will you ever doki doki again, Corey? Uh, well, after a while, I'll just forget the show exists, and I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know, a part of me died with the show, but it wasn't my heart. That will let me go on. <laughs> Yes, because every bad anime, a slight part of my soul comes out. And once I watch enough bad anime, I'll just die. The worst part about this is, like, every single episode, I just kept wanting to for it to come through. I never did. It's the worst type of anime. Because, <laughs> like, week by week, I was like, okay, I got you. It's like, there's, like, four weeks left. There's three weeks left. There's two weeks. Surely you can pull something out of your ass. No. Well, sort of, but it doesn't make yeah, up for everything of. else. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's, uh, let's take a break now, and then we'll be back with Keijo, a show that we both much more <laughs> enjoyed than this. Oh, Driver. That's what it was called. What's Driver? The, the Curve Driver. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. We're back. We're here to talk about Keijo. Inc., would you like to uh, read off the, the moves you have written that. down? I'll, I'll read off the moves if uh, if you pronounce that correctly. Uh, Keijo? Very much better. All right. So in Keijo, you'll be treated to such fighting moves as the vacuum butt cannon, the butt guillotine, the bust-to-bust attacked, the triple thrust hurricane attack, the butt gatling, Wedgie Acceleration, Full Purge, The Ass of Vajra, The Lance Ass Attack, The Scanning Hand, or Soft Buns, The Nipple Full Shoulder Throw, The Vibring Hip, Service, Sure You Cans, Surface to Surface Butt Missiles, Butt Missile Stance 5, Anal Probe Missile, Spinning Rabbit Hip, Butt Flash, Meteor Hip, Butt Wind Sandstorm, God Hip Impact, Asteroid Afterglow, Butt fang stab, also tit fang stab, <laughs> and then you have weird shit like merci c'était très bon. <laughs> what? In Barbara, je suis pleine. I'm horrible at reading French, so uh, <laughs> there are two there are two attacks in French. I have no idea what they mean. Uh, see, quick draw, gu- quick draw, gazongas, the double butt bridge, the battle waltz, fairy butt, hot butt, derringer hip. Like there, there's thirty, there's thirty plus of these and twelve episodes, 
I love this show. Oh my gosh, it is so, so ridiculous. Uh, I do love the pun names, though, and I'm sure you appreciate them as well. Oh, yes. Uh, we, we should actually explain what the, the show is, yes, I guess. Uh, Ink, would you like to break it down for us? Okay, so there's this really poor girl, and she wants to earn money for her family, so the first thing she wants to do is earn money as an athlete, or an athlete, it should be, um, at this fictional sport called Keijo, and that's without exclamation points. Uh, and Keijo is a, a fictional sport where... Uh, Girls in bathing suits stand atop this uh, platform called a land that's in the middle of a pool or some body of water, and they have to knock each other down to the platform or off the platform using nothing but their butts or their boobs. And that's pretty much the entire show. Yep. As you might imagine, there are several uh, big-breasted ladies, because you need that kind of advantage to knock people over with your boobs. But that's not the only advantage. Sometimes there are big butts. Sometimes there's just, well, God, there's just, there, there's so much. <laughs> that's really what makes this great. It's just like no matter how hilariously, ridiculously stupid one move is or one advantage is, they compound it the very next episode. Would you say Whether there's just uh, so much to grasp onto on the show? Oh, yes. <laughs> it's full-bodied. <laughs> no, but the, I mean the, the show starts out with the the, the poor girl at a training. Uh, she's a training, a, a, attending a training school, and she gets into the the elite class with all like the Keijo masters and upperclassmen, and it's kind of if you want to look really deeply into it, it's like okay, they're addressing class issues here, but they're not addressing class issues because it's way too shallow for that well, but first, it makes you want uh, well first she uh, she's in the school but she, there are separate classes there's the elite class and then there's the standard class and she fights her way up to the elite class because she is very talented yep she has potential uh, with her vacuum butt cannon oh man I love this show <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, you go through you go through the school, you go through training regiments. Um, she has to develop her own personal finishing move, uh, which she kind of discovers on her own and is nurtured by uh, a mentor because she actually was specialized in the same move. And then you get uh, a sort of training camp routine, and then you get uh, an inter-school battle, uh, an east-west battle. Yeah, there's a, a, I mean. Self-explanatory, but there is the East School and then the West School, and I actually forget which one they belong to. Uh, what made the elite class different from the, the, the lower class was obviously your lower-rung people are just people interested in Keijo with nominal talent, and the elites were people with all these special super moves and who were uh, more adept, who were faster, who were stronger, uh, who had softer butts, who had harder butts, who had flashier tits, um, you know, stuff like that. Uh, and they were all weaponized. Uh, it was like the show was weaponizing pleasure and just making a mockery of it, and it was fantastic. Yes, Keijo knows uh, what buttons to push, both entertainment-wise and uh, kind of sexually, but it's very weird to talk about it like that. But the best thing is, like, it, it all, those, all those intensely uncomfortable camera close-ups... And the fact that, you know, the girls are in swimsuits and either really busty or, you know, with booties or whatever, it's all non-sexual because what really matters is just the battle scenes, and the battle scenes are so competent despite their, like, ridiculousness. Yeah, we're talking about uh, good animation and Ping Pong Girls. This is where the good animation is. It stole it all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, you've, you've got uh, one player whose attack is Cerberus, and... All she does is literally bend over to a 90-degree angle, and then a purple wolf's head appears, a transparent purple, purple wolf's head appears, like, around her ass, and she's then guided by the power of her ass around the platform <laughs> chasing other characters. <laughs> it's impossible not to laugh your ass off, no pun intended, during the show. 
I, I had done so so many times. I'm sure the neighbors were going to call the cops or you know come over to check <laughs> if I was okay. You but, just must really like comedies. Oh, well, it's 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 a great comedy, but it's really just a great sports show shown in yep. fighting sports show. <laughs> this is this is everything I want to get out of uh, out of Ping Pong Girls. It does uh, both the well developed characters like the main character and. Uh, well, actually, all four of the main characters, they do pretty well. and But it also has these kind of cookie-cutter characters that act in service of the main characters, um, but also don't seem so one-dimensional that you're bothered by them. Yeah, I mean, because when you're at the end of the day, you're just wanting a good match. Mm-hmm. And like you said, they develop some of the characters just enough to make you care, but it's never really about caring about the characters. You're just wanting to invest yourself in the match and you need yep. someone to root for so they give you just enough to make you want to back a certain character just dangle that carrot um, and they do uh, in both the big quote unquote tournaments things um, it's the normal class versus the elite class to see uh, who if anyone is going to move up to the to that elite class and then it is um their school, who has lost the every East-West match that has existed, and then the other school, which is historically way better. So we have two underdog stories within Keijo, which is um, which is obviously the easier thing to root for sports-wise. Yeah, I never, I didn't actually think of that either. But uh, the other thing I was rooting for is uh, use of bo- different body types. Because you'd think in a, a, a show focused on bathing suit beauties battling it out, um, you're going to be dealing with the same body figure, you know, the hourglass with some variations. But they actually have some relatively big-boned characters up there, and I think only one is mocked. Uh, and it's to the other player's detriment, because she beats the shit out of them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, you know, uh, kudos for that, and, you know, slightly less kudos for actually having the mocking in there, but whatever. Yeah. Can't be yeah, all roses. Nothing, uh, nothing feels particularly malicious. Um, not that that excuses it, but, like, it's not going out of its way to be super sexist either. Which is a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> because this is, uh... This is a show where, in the opening sequence of it, it compares it to, like, horse racing and uh, other forms of legalized gambling. Yeah. <laughs> um, on the plus, everyone is at least 18. Yeah, thank God for that. <laughs> yeah. On the minus, you literally just compare uh, the Keijo grills to horses. Um, but it is, it is their choice to... Uh, to join this sport and to want to fight hard in it. And th- this is actually comes up in, in a storyline who, uh, Miata, I think her name is, the the smaller one with the white hair. The one who was a, uh, judo? Yep. Uh, yep. Player? Yeah. And her dad doesn't understand Keijo at all. She doesn't know, he doesn't know why, uh, she wants to do Keijo. Um, but through her, through her match in the East-West match, uh, he really gets an understanding of this, that this is a real sport, even if you only used your boobs and your butts. And, yeah, I, I, I can't be the only one that found that particular match a little creepy, because dad that and mom really are watching their daughter fight it out on against this really tough opponent, and her special technique is, I think it's the... the the hardened nipple, uh, I, th- I think it's just basically hardening her nipples to the point where they're either blades or uh, bows. Um, yep. And during this one attack, like, she bares her breast and, like, throws this opponent over her shoulder in this judo move. Um, yep. And the dad flashes back with pride, going, I taught her that. Not to mention, her secret move before that was just hiking up her swimsuit to the point where her entire butt is exposed and then being really fast because of it. Uh, but she hikes w it up so much that the underside just rips. 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, two. Uh, well, this isn't really to their credit, but to to even out that terribleness, they don't actually show anything. Thank God. Yeah, the, the camera doesn't go low; it stays yeah. mid tier, <laughs> mid plane. <laughs> like you're Looks watching the torso. you're watching the bottom pieces of the bathing suit dangle, and you're not you know, yeah, it's that's not a comfortable thought, but at least. There's some semblance of tact there. Yeah. This is a very weird show. Oh, it's so blessed for its weirdness, though. And there's, yep. there's actually, I mean, there's, there's good things all around, all around the show. Um, I mean, there, there, there's a lot of otaku references. Uh, like, near the end, you, you have a gatai. Um, and, Oh yep, yep. Oh, that made me that made me laugh so hard. Not the actual. <laughs> I mean, the fact that they called it and then did the transformation, but the fact that they added sound effects to it, like <laughs> a large mecha walking with just two two barefooted women in swim in the same swimsuit, and yep. walking around like clank 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 clank. <laughs> it was perfect. Ah. Uh, and there's references to other anime and stuff like that, but nothing's too heavy or too condensed in one area to make you really get out of the show. It's just a good laughing nod. And there's also the the lands themselves. You you it's not just this this perpetual match on the same platform. They actually get really inventive. With yeah, the land the lands uh, uh, starting in the east west match are really really creative. Hmm. Yeah, because up up until then it's like balancing beams and a couple platforms with different variations mm -hmm. but then you're like on top of two planes linked together uh, sinking house uh, lots of other ones I don't remember jungle gym yep uh, but yeah it's, it's it, they have enough character to drive the show because you know you don't want to sit there and look at the same battle happening on the same in, in the same conditions so they yeah. change it up nicely to sort of let the character's abilities be exposed mm -hmm. and you know you always wonder whether uh, some some player would be better on a different lang some player would be better on uh, just like the standard lang it's a strategy game it's a strategy of butts yeah <laughs> so I, w I was talking to uh, my, my old Takuno radio co-host Jared and he just can't get into this and for the life of me, I can't understand why. I don't know why everyone isn't into this. <laughs> and, like, I I made my case for it, and I, I couldn't bring him over to, to, to continue. The watching. dark side. <laughs> <laughs> Is laughing the dark side? Am I, have yes. I been getting this wrong so many years? Yes. Damn it. <laughs> but, uh, uh, I, I, what, what would, what would you say to get someone to watch this? Uh, I would say that Keijo is, or Keijo is, uh, an incredibly competent sports anime. Um, like, it's very, it's very, very solid. The character designs aren't terrible. The animation is actually probably its biggest plus, besides, like, the fun factor of it. And it never, it never strays too far away from its main goal, which is propping up, uh, the main character first, and then the, secondary characters second um never strays too far from that goal to be distracting or uh just like not not as focused as ping pong girls is sometimes um but like yeah i mean my my thing would be like if you like sports anime then watch this if you don't like sports anime then probably don't watch this that's the thing like he loves chiai furu and refuses yeah. to watch this and like but it's the same thing <laughs> <laughs> Except without nearly as good a character drama. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> you do not watch for the character drama. You just yeah. It's a good fluff piece with good humor, and that's yeah. pretty much yeah. it. <laughs> there is there is really good sports drama in here, though, because not every team wins, um, or at least not every main character wins. And I think this is um, this follows that same progression that. Some other ones do, where they allow them, 
that uh, they allow this new, newish or up and coming team that first victory. But then, if this went on for another twenty four episodes, I'm pretty sure their next match would be like this crushing defeat. Mm. Yeah, and instead, regardless of the outcome, because the East West East West match is just sort of a um, a graduation right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's never really made clear. Actually, I will say in the show that uh, whether which team winning who wins that match actually gets to graduate or not, it's unclear whether you know those who get to go pro after this school uh, is because of that match or not. Um, you assume their instructors just give them the certificate <laughs> because they're paid to. <laughs> uh, I don't know, <laughs> but uh, the show ends with. Uh, the winners getting their certificates and uh, it was kind of surprising because based on that formula I would not think it had it would have gone that way but you know yeah. it goes for the well, I, won't, I won't spoil <laughs> yeah um, well do we have any questions from Keijo I know you tweeted it out because I forgot no no one tweeted questions about Keijo damn it Josh got him Seriously, Mr. Sakura, Sakuga, <laughs> Mr. Cherry Petal. <laughs> I call him that from now on. Now I'll immediately forget. Um, <laughs> any any closing thoughts on uh, on Keijo? Hold on, I had like, oh uh, no, I I thought I, I had thought I had made notes. This is just my Otaku USA uh, write up. Um, I got to do a full feature on it. Look for it nice. in Otaki USA magazine. Subscribe to it just so you can read it. I punned so many times. Is there going to be a uh, Keijo cover? Oh no, I don't think that was the cover this week. Uh, this uh, that issue should have been Miss, miss Chance. What else would have grabbed the the audiences or the the, the consumer public sigh better? Naruto. <laughs> Agent Orange. <laughs> Uh, any favorite uh, any favorite moves or moments? Um, I don't really remember any of the moves very well. Um, I did like the the final final match of uh, Maya and the main character whose name I forget. But I, I remember her <laughs> opponent. She's the one who spoke with the obviously uh, soon to be dubbed as Southern, but via Funimation accent. Yep, uh, their match was very strong because. Uh, it showed the uh, the payoff for every the twelve episodes that we've just gone through. Gone through what she has learned, what she has uh, put into practice. But it also gives us really good character drama in the form of the character she's fighting against. Mm. So that just sort of seemed like a tacked-on backstory to me. But I remember it coming around in some weird way because her father and mother who were so disapproving of her it ended up that like they really loved her, loved her. Uh, oh no it was like they were the mother ended up being her coach right I don't know or was that just sort of like adopted mother figure yeah I'm I read that as adopted mother figure but I'm also not sure if I was reading that wrong mm. but if, if if that was right that's kind of cool but also kind of weird yeah. yeah, I'm not sure. I, I yeah. liked I liked it because it took the 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 various special moves went from physically ridiculous to mentally ridiculous uh, because all through the first half of that show it's all what can we do different with our bodies to make this more absurd um, mm-hmm. and then like you can go on YouTube and look up uh, Keijo fight uh, fight names or fight scenes. And there's a 17-minute long one that strings together all the different attacks. And uh, one of them is butt-gatling. And there's this they, they hold for at least 30 seconds on this one part of this one match where both opponents are using the butt-gatling, which is basically thrusting their posterior at each other at like 90 times a minute. And yep. so you see all these phantom butts, but there's this sound of like one person rubbing two balloons against each other. So they go... <laughs> <laughs> utterly hilarious physically then a little later there's something called the fairy butt which had me dying on the floor because this woman's belief in the fairies powered her the strength of her ass because the fairies gave power to her ass and thus she oh, could defeat yeah. a yep 
That was so bloody wonderful. It's like, okay, they're just going for delusion and derangement now. And then yep. in that match you mentioned, you know, of course, there's twin personality or split personality disorder now. Yep. <laughs> oh, this show where is just the, too Yeah, where the split personality was the best character, or the best player on that team. Exactly. She had a different number. No one was number one. That was the number one. My God. The coach actually comes down and said we did not give her permission to come on the field. <laughs> oh, which sadly makes sense. <laughs> this show. I'm calling it. The show is actually my number. I don't know when this, is, this podcast is going to come out, but this show, uh, is. I, I'm actually planning it for my number two of the year. Oh, my goodness. It just made me laugh so hard at the end of a year when I needed to laugh so hard. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, Keijo, what are you yelling to us all? All the right things in all the right ways. Yeah. If we're talking about uh, biggest surprise of the year, it is almost certainly Keijo. I thought I was going to end up like watching an episode or two and you know thinking it utterly deplorable. But nope. Nope. It turned out to be goddamn solid. Hell yeah. I am a Keijo fanboy. <laughs> Are you going to buy a Keijo figure or a... Uh, not that much of a fanboy. Because <laughs> you know there's going to be like a billion figures. Yep. Now if they come with... If they do a plush... I forgot what they called them. But the, the people who are the fastest with their butts. Um, there's actually a term for that. Uh, they, if they make a plush of that with a motorized posterior that just keeps extending and retracting, <laughs> like, I'll totally buy that, because that's just stupid as hell. <laughs> oh my god. You like to ask Pat when he's, when he's in Japan. Can you pick up, can you pick me up any vibrating butt merchandise? <laughs> <laughs> then he might come back with a little too much. <sighs> oh my god. Uh, well, any, uh, any closing thoughts on Keisho? Oh. It's fantastic. Just watch it. It's if I mean honestly, if you're not laughing at the end of episode one, it's not for you. Like if you you've got to recognize how self mocking it is, and just how much it relies on people to expect the worst in order for it to turn around and deliver the worst to meet your expectations and then exceed them in its absurdity. That's that's what the show is about. Yep. Yeah. Just. Just watch it. It's uh, it's pretty solid. Um, well, let's close this thing up. Ink, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me on the internet at uh, fandompost.com. I write uh, a couple of ten years later articles and a couple of reviews. I just put up a Driller Killer one, and they mistakenly published uh, ten years later, one year early. <laughs> oh, well. We're almost at the end of the year anyway. Yeah. Uh, I was supposed to be published at the end of next year, so. <laughs> um, but uh, then you can find me at anagamers.com. Uh, I write, I contribute to the three episode test column. Uh, I'm on the back end editing people's pieces, and I uh, just wrote a review of the Tatami Galaxy actually for the Reverse Thieves Secret Anime Secret Santa. Uh, and you can find me also in the pages of Otaku USA Magazine, anime, uh, otakuusamagazine.com. Go there, subscribe. You can get a physical magazine in your mailbox and flip through the pages and read reviews you can't find anywhere else. And on Twitter at uh, Animated Inc. All right. Uh, I'm on Twitter, at Impassionate K. The podcast is on Twitter at Taiku Podcast, D-A-I-I-K-U. We're on Tumblr at taikupodcasts.tumblr.com, and our website is taikupodcast.com. Thank you, Ig, for talking about uh, some Forks Anime on the Sporks Anime Podcast. Thank you for having me. Let us begin the sportsy castiest of the sports casts we've done. Hmm. Is that true? We get Kiyaya Furu.
I think so, because this isn't even a competitive game. It's it's all sports. It's two sports. Unfictional sport, but still. <laughs> Alright. Um. Is uh, Pat's not joining us? Crap, do I ask him about that? He's on his way <laughs> to Japan now, so oh, probably that's right. not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll mention that. He was supposed to be on. But... <laughs> All right. That was my bag.